Warning, The Savage Nation contains adult language, adult content, psychological nudity. Listener discretion is advised. And now, the world's most exciting podcast, The Savage Nation, home of borders, language, culture, and here he is, New York Times best-selling author and National Radio Hall of Fame inductee, Michael Savage. If you could be behind the scenes with Michael Savage over the last 48 hours, you say no human being could do this. Impossible. Now, I'm not comparing it to being a special forces operative sleeping in a desert. I'm not putting in that context. But in, te- in context of American life, preparing for a show every day, having to race into San Francisco because the power is out where I live over the bridge, coming into the city, everything is different. Everything is new. I'm having nightmares. I had a nightmare last night that was back in my boyhood house and a horrible man was trying to break into the house and he was pushing on the door and I was pushing back. And I thought I could keep him out, but I couldn't, and he broke in. But the dream doesn't end there. The dream ends with me shooting him with a shotgun and destroying him, blowing him away. So you say, well, that was a good dream, right? I mean, it means that you're in in control. You could look at it that way. But I'm telling you, this is a very, very tense time for me. I'm writing scripts for the radio show. I'm writing scripts for my uh, club show tonight. By the way, if you were at the event tonight, what questions would you ask of me? I know many of you can't be there. There's only 98 or so people who have been allowed to go. And uh, the rest of you are going to have to go to uh, SavageNationLive.com, I believe, or something like that. <laughs> I never remember. To get your download starting Friday, you can watch the event in the privacy of your own home in a, in a pair of pajamas. But I want to go into the news. Let me, let me tell you how I see what's going on. If you want to call in about that, what, what questions you, would you ask of me tonight? That's fine. We're going to talk about the ISIS leader that Trump wasted. The ISIS leader was a rapist. He was a genocidal maniac. He did not deserve an Islamic ceremony from the U.S. military. I, I, I resented it. Me, I would have thrown the, uh, the remains of him, whatever was remained, to a pig farm. I don't like this giving them. What's the honorable burial? What is this? Crazy. He was a rapist. He was a madman rapist and a genocidal maniac. And what you don't know is in the Muslim world, he killed thousands of Shia Muslims. He blew up Muslim temp- uh, Shia Muslim temples. Muslims, Christians, Zahidi, the whole group, everyone was killed by him. So when Trump wiped them out, this is a major victory. A statue should be built to Trump. Instead, he gets hatred. Now they're marching a Manchurian candidate out calling him a war hero. I'm sorry. I don't care how many pieces of badge he has on his chest. Good for him. Glad he is a war hero. But not every war hero is a hero. Benedict Arnold was a war hero of the Revolutionary War. How did that turn out for America? Army officer heard Trump's Ukraine call reported concerns. I read him as a Manchurian candidate, a deep plant, a deep operative. I'm telling you one man's opinion. And what I'm saying to you is this. He is of Ukrainian origin. He came here from the ex-Soviet Union. Uh, He was born in Ukraine, which was then a part of the Soviet Union. He could have been schooled and groomed for many years by the Democrat deep state. And I don't believe he's a patriot and has a sacred duty to defend our country. I believe he's a Manchurian candidate. This is how I read him. Because I'll tell you something else. No soldier who's a patriot would do this to a commander in chief. You hear what I just said? It's a little sketchy what he's talking about. It's very bad, very bad. So the headline on the Drudge Report is Republicans fear 2020 wipeout. Well, you know, there's another way to look at it. Patrick Buchanan wrote it the other way, which is a 1960s style revolt where the whole country goes the other way, where middle America turns against the radical left for blocking roads, blocking trains, blocking airplanes, and generally upsetting America the way Pelosi is. You know, the disruptor, the disruptor with a billion dollars, the disruptor in gold heels, the great wild radical Pelosi. I personally think the country could go the other way and we could see a wipeout of the Democrats, incidentally. I don't necessarily think it's Republicans fear 2020 wipeout. I think they ought to fear uh, the opposite, that they're liable to hold on to power, which is, I think threatens them even more. But having touched on the Drudge Report, you can see I'm very hyper today as usual. I'm, I'm not a hyper guy. I have a friend of mine, he says to me, how do you live with the energy that comes out of you? How do you do it? How do you do? I don't like what people say to me. How do you do it? You know, it actually weakens me. You don't ask a man who walks in a high, on a high wire, a trapeze act, how do you do it? 
What you say is, I'm glad you do it. That's amazing. You ask him how he does it, like you're weakening him. Don't ask me that if you know me. And you see me tonight at the event. Don't ask me how I do it. I just do it. I'm, I'm a force of nature. I don't have a question for you. I'm warming up. I've been up since 5 o'clock in the morning. I didn't sleep. I have a nightmare waiting for the electric to go out. All night long, I laid in bed waiting for the electric to go out again. And they didn't turn it off in my house. I don't know why. The whole county is out, but the area where I have a house. I, I went home. To, I couldn't sleep here. I don't like San Francisco. Sirens, motorcycles, bums screaming in the street, uh, dueling with, with golf clubs down below the window. So here I am back here, ready for the big show tonight at the secret location. And if you want to be there, you can't. But if you're at the event tonight, what would you ask me? I'll do it right here on the radio show. The ISIS leader we're going to talk about, he was a rapist and a genocidal maniac. He did not deserve an Islamic ceremony, which apparently the military gave him. That's what they're telling us. And uh, I do want to talk about the army hero who I think is a Manchurian candidate. What do you think of my, uh, what do you think of my analysis? We hear there are Manchurian candidates. Why isn't this sud- all of a sudden? Uh, where did the uh, whistleblowers go? Does anyone know where the whistleblowers are? I know where they went. They're in Adam Schiff's pants pocket. That's right. He had two whistles in his pocket, one in the left pocket and one in his right pocket. One in his left pants pocket and one in his right pants pocket. That's where the whistles are. That son of a gun. It was up to me. I'd impeach Pelosi tomorrow. Me? I had the power. I would impeach her. I would impeach Adam Schiff and throw him out in a skinny behind. I can't take this anymore. You know, I believe there is a civil war going on, and I believe the deep state under the Democrat machine is so corrupt that they're trying to pull off in America what they've done to the state of California, which is destroyed entirely. I live in California. When I moved here in 74, this was the golden state, the greatest state on earth. The education was the best in the country for those of us who had no money. And I knew my children could go through whatever level they wanted at a relatively low cost and get a great education. And both of them did. God bless them. Both children did. And both of them are successful. One is a successful businessman, built it on his own on a card table. The other one's a therapist, God bless her. And all on their own and all through the state systems. They had good parents who were work ethic types. We didn't say don't do your homework. We told them to do their homework. We told them if they wanted to get anywhere, they had to do it on their own, that I had no money for them. So this was once the greatest state on earth, but look what Jerry Brown has done to it. And now look what Newsom is doing to it. Why does he walk around smiling with like a movie star smile everywhere? The, the state is burning and he's marching around smiling at everybody. Inappropriate. Inappropriate, Gavin. It doesn't look right. Try to look grim for two minutes. Try to look ashen gray for the people whose houses are burned down. Don't march around like you're starring all of a sudden in your own drama. You're not Kim Kardashian. But then I'm not his advisor. But getting back to the Drudge Report, there are reports all over the media, people saying, uh, oh, my God, even uh, Jumbo Jim is reporting it. Jumbo Jim went on his radio show the other day, and Jumbo even attacked Drudge, which I'm shocked at, by the way, because Jumbo has lived off the Drudge Report for many years, or vice versa, I don't know. But even Jumbo turned on Matt Trudge. I haven't, and I never will. People call me who I know, and I don't know many people who know me well enough to call me, and they say, don't you know Matt Trudge? What's happened to his site? You know, my answer is ask him. I don't know. It's his site. He doesn't answer to me. It's his website. He doesn't work for the uh, Trump administration. This is what he wants to put up there. It's the Drudge Report. I have a small website called michaelsavage.com. People could call me, what's happened to Savage? Why does he put up so many animal stories? Uh, why isn't he supportive more of the president? Because that's not my job. My job is not to be an arm of the government. My arm is uh, inside my shirt right now. That's my arm. Uh, so I don't have an answer for you on Mr. Drudge. I don't know. It's him. It's his site. He can do what he wants. I think personally, if you ask me, I would tell you what I would tell him. He's reading the tea leaves a different way than most of us are. And I believe he reads impeachment, he believes dismissal, and he believes that the Republicans are going to get wiped out. That's what he's reading. So he's moving in that direction. I don't see it that way. That's all. I mean, it's that simple. But he's a very big force in the media, and he's reading it that way, and uh, most of us aren't. And people are puzzled by it because they think he should be supportive of everything that Donald Trump does. And I'm saying it's a website and it's his.
He can do what he wants. Here are some other headlines on the uh, Savage Nation. Record 67.3 million speak foreign language at home. Thanks, Nancy. Over 50% in 90 big cities, 59% speak a foreign language in Los Angeles. It really is Los Angeles now. We lost it a long time ago. In America's five largest cities, just under half of residents now speak a language other than English at home. New York City, 49%. LA, 59%. Chicago, 36%. Houston, 50%. Phoenix, 38%. More than double the 11% in 1980. Thank you very much for multiculturalism. Languages with more than a million people speaking at home in 2018 were Spanish, 41 million, Chinese, 3 million, Tagalog, 1.8 million, Vietnamese, 1.5 mil, Arabic, 1.3 mil, French, 1.2 mil, and Korean, 1.1 mil. I didn't know we had many frogs here. I didn't know that. There are now more people who speak Spanish at home in the United States than in any country in Latin America, with the exception of Mexico, Colombia, and Argentina. El Dorado, man. El Dorado, Colombia, beautiful country down there, El Dorado. More people who speak Spanish at home in the United States than in any country in Latin America, with the exception of Mexico, Colombia, and Argentina. Uh, are there witches? No, there are no witches. I have a friend who speaks fluent Spanish. He's from Argentina. Great guy. He speaks to me, tells me some of the folklore and the wisdom. He's a psychiatrist, brilliant man. And he said there's a uh, folkloric tale about witches, which I can't repeat. But it goes something along the line, do you believe in witches? No, I don't believe in witches. But look, there's a witch. I have no idea what it means, but it sounds so good in Spanish, I got to tell you. So Baghdadi is dead. Baghdadi, that sounds very S&M. Baghdadi is dead. Is it Baghdadi or Baghdadi? Baghdadi. In San Francisco, he'd be Baghdadi. In San Francisco, in Nancy Pelosi's backyard, he would be Baghdadi. And Trump bagged daddy. I'll be right back. Michael Savage, a host like no other. Hey, here's a question. How did you sleep last night? Did you spend the night tossing and turning, worrying? Now, look, if you're struggling to get a good night's sleep, you've got to try a purple mattress. The founders of Purple are two brothers who have been developing cushioning technology for 30 years on things like medical beds, wheelchairs. Well, in 2016, they finally decided to use their patented comfort technology to create Purple, the world's most scientific mattress. Now, what does that mean? How is Purple different from other mattresses? Listen, the Purple mattress will probably feel different than anything you've ever experienced. Why? Because it uses the brand new material that was developed by an actual rocket scientist. It was not like the memory foam that I'm used to or you're, you're used to. No, no. The purple material feels unique because it's both firm and soft at the very same time. So it keeps everything supported while still feeling really comfortable. Plus, it's breathable. Unlike foams, it's breathable so it sleeps cool. It ends up giving you the zero gravity-like feel so it works for any sleeping position. Okay, 100-night risk-free trial. You're not satisfied? You can return your mattress for a full refund. It's backed by a 10-year warranty, free shipping and returns, free at-home setup, old mattress removal. You ready? You're going to love Purple. And right now, my listeners will get a free Purple pillow with the purchase of a mattress. That's in addition to the great free gifts they're offering site-wide. Just text SAVAGE to 84-888. The only way to get this free pillow is to do this. You ready? Text SAVAGE to 84-888. That's S-A-V-A-G-E to 84888. Text S-A-V-A-G-E to 84888. S-A-V-A-G-E to 84888. Message and data rates may apply. The Savage Nation. It's Savage On Demand. Hard to get into the state of mind you got to be when you're on the radio during a day. I don't know. I can't do it. I'm not a performer. I'm a radio host. I will never do this again as long as I live, probably. I have not done a major live performance since 2002 when I had 7,000 screaming, paying customers at the uh, Concord Pavilion. And Teddy was a little boy. He was just born. He was a little black guy. He was about a pound. He's, then the arc is completed. He's, you know, mainly blind and deaf. It's very sad, but he'll be there tonight. It's almost sad to make him do the, like the swan song, but I, I figured he should see his audience again. 
He's been the mascot of the show. But I don't know if emotionally I can handle it. I'm a strong guy, but there's a part of me that's so... I'm such a lushy, sentimental guy somewhere in me that bringing the dog out at this stage of his life... I'm liable to break down tonight. That's terrible. But I, I'm committed to it. He'll be there tonight. So anyway, Commander Trump had Big Daddy killed. That's Abu Bakr al-Big Daddy. It's easier for us to remember than the guy's real name, the maniac, genocidal maniac. He, wh he whacked Big Daddy. And I don't think you know this. He was a, a new kind of jihadist. While Al-Qaeda had launched a war against the West and against local totalitarian and corrupted governments under the banner of so-called Islam, you don't know what this guy actually did. This son of a gun, this piece of garbage, viewed non-Sunni Muslims as subhumans. He said all Shia Muslims had to be killed, along with Christians, Shiites, Yazidis, and other groups such as the Kurds. He was a Nazi. He was worse than Hitler. And he was helped along by another one that Trump whacked, Zarqawi. That one was knocked off, wasn't he? As Big Daddy rose to the leadership, it was then called the Islamic State of Iraq. The Sunni insurgents who had been attacking the U.S. shifted tactics to murdering fellow Iraqis. You don't know any of this because the Democrats want to keep you in the, in the dark. They started bombing Yazidi communities in 07, killing 700 people. You know how many people that is? You, know, you don't even know 700 people. They attacked a group called Kikai religious community. Shebeks, Kurds, Christians. Cities were awash in rivers of blood because of this piece of cra crap. Then as the Syrian state began to collapse, he found a new opening. In 2014, ISIS had a nation, a country, stretching from Mosul to Raqqa in Syria. It would control the land area the size of England. Did you know that? It murdered and expelled Shiites and Christians. Big Daddy was declared the caliph at the Nuri Mosque in Mosul. This guy was the worst scourge on the planet at this time, and you don't give an ounce of credit to, Do to Donald Trump. He then planned a genocide, this guy, Big Daddy. Genocide, you know what the word means? All you rotten, stinking, phony, double-faced, two-talking, double-fork-tongued liberals. This Big Daddy planned the genocide of the Yazidi minority living in Sinjar, west of Mosul. And guess who defended them? Kurdish Peshmagar, they were the women. A very small group of Kurdish women fighters protected them, but this piece of garbage used armored vehicles captured from the Iraqi army and ISIS overran Sinjar, and they captured more than 10,000 Yazidis, 500,000 were forced to flee, and ISIS, which was a new Nazi regime, divided the Yazidi families like Nazis, had divided Jewish families in Auschwitz, the jihadist group sold the women and children into slavery and murdered the men. And Nancy Pelosi did not say once, thank you, Donald Trump, for ridding the world of a scourge. That's because she herself is a scourge. The Jewish community in America should be saluting Donald Trump. Every person called a rabbi in America should be thanking God for Donald Trump in the White House. I'm sad to tell you that most liberal synagogues spit on him. It's only the orthodox ultra-religious Jews who respect Donald Trump. That's the sad truth. The Savage Nation. It's savage, uncut, unfiltered, and raw. You know what I was reading about Bobby Darren is that he used oxygen before and, before and after performances. I'm not going to I never used uh, anything. I'll probably drink champagne tonight. That's the only thing I use. But he died at 37. Married a waitress named Lillian Sweet, blah, blah, blah. I like the guy because he had a, he, you know, everyone wants to be cool. Do you know any guy who doesn't want to be cool? I don't care whether you're, let's say you're a farmer, you want to be a cool farmer. Let's say you're, um, whatever you are, you want to be like considered a cool guy. Most men want to be considered cool. Everyone, no matter what the field is, right? Cops want to be cool in the street. Teachers want to look good to the students. That's cool. A certain, a French would call it savoir faire. You want to look like, you're on top of things, right? Not like a schmendrick, a schlump. Woody Allen, the Woody Allen characters would be a schmendrick, a schlump. The average guy doesn't want to be Woody Allen. He wants to be like a Dean Martin type. You know what I mean? Cool, slick. Bobby Darren epitomized, epitomized slick, right? I Look, I could talk about the killing of, of a Big Daddy if you want. I could talk about what I said to you, but no one's calling it. What do you want from me? I'll, I'll say it again. The army hero that Nancy Pelosi drug up 
Looks like a Manchurian candidate to me. No calls. I say to you, the ISIS leader was a rapist and a genocidal maniac. He killed more Shia Muslims than Americans ever did in any battle. Okay? And Trump doesn't get the credit for it. No calls. I say to you that the Drudge Report is the Drudge Report because it's run by a man named Drudge. No calls. I've given you leading statements, leading questions, leading topics. I've asked you if you're at my event tonight, which is sold out. You can get it as of, I think, Friday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, as a video download for 30 days. No calls. But we have one caller only today, Jimmy of New York. Everyone loves Jimmy. Jimmy, welcome to the Savage Nation. What's on your mind, Jimmy? Hey, Doc, like I said to Jimmy, Dr. Savage, I'm so excited, and I just can't hide it. I'm watching Michael tonight, and I'll be so happy. I love you. No, you can't, but you can't. How could you watch it tonight? You're in Brooklyn. What does that mean? I got everything. I got. I, got, I paid for it. I'm going to download it. I got my family. No, no, but no, hold it, hold it, hold it. The video will only be uploaded as of tomorrow, Jimmy. You can't get it tonight. Oh, really? Yeah, no, I'm sorry. No, this is the problem. It's not a live stream job. We have to download it, upload it for an, uh, through a company. Then the, up, the uploader downloads it. Then the downloaders go to the uploaders, and the uploaders go to the downloaders, and they send it to a middle loader, and it goes to the uh, truck loader. And, after and then, the hay, then the hay baler gets it, and after it's bailed into hay, it's uploaded. <laughs> Listen. <laughs> that, that's my- so let, let me, come on, Jimmy. You're a man in the street. Commander Trump had Big Daddy killed in Iraq. Don't you think he deserves like a statue for what he did? Trump should have a statue built in his name. How about the Nobel Peace Prize? Some other president got it. He got got it just for going on stage. You know, you're right. Okay, let's talk about it. What should Trump get the Nobel Peace Prize for? You're a fan of his. What should he get it for? For the economy. For the military. That he doesn't take a dime. For for catching this filthy, low-class, low-down, rat, <laughs> green bum that raped that poor, beautiful girl and beheaded her. For all those journalists that were beheaded on the beach in their orange jumpsuits facing... How co- yeah, how come none of the journalists, like uh, d- d- whatever their names are today, you want to call them journalists, they, they don't even remember their fallen brethren. They're not journalists, Dr. Savage. All they worry about... I know what they are. I know what they are. We know what they are. There's words, for it in it- There's words for it in, in guttural Italian for what they are. But it's a family show. We can't use guttural Italian here. I give you one close. Animal. That's faces of potatoes. That's what they look like. <laughs> oh, you're good. No, but Doc... They- I want to ask you something. Jimmy, how old are you? You're in your 50s? I'm 57 years old. All right, so you remember Dean Martin. You remember um, Bobby Darren. Do you think Bobby Darren was Bobby Darren considered a cool guy? Bobby Darren was one of the best, and before his death, they said he was going to surpass Frank Sinatra. Wow. You know, he died from a, an infection. He had a lot of rheumatic fever as a child. Yeah, he had and fever, but he died of a coronary thrombosis, and he donated his body to science. Well, I don't know that he died of a coronary thrombosis. There are reports that he got a, you know, not going into details, he went for dental work and he didn't have antibiotics and the bacteria spread into his into his heart valves. You got to watch out for those dentists. I, I never trusted dentists because most of them that I knew went to dental school just for the uh, laughing gas. I, she, give me the name of that dentist. My ex-wife's got teeth from <laughs> Uh, listen, Jimmy, I, Jimmy, let me ask you something. Let's go back to serious business here on the Savage Nation. Anything you want. Okay, so Pelosi, who I call Bella Lugosi, Nancy Bella Lugosi is marching out some, quote, quote, army hero, right? I think that the guy is like a Manchurian candidate. Do you think that that's a possibility? I watched that whole movie, The Manchurian Candidate, and I absolutely, I don't believe one thing from Pelosi or that shift that Pez Dispenser or any one of them. What they're trying to do to our president is an absolute disgrace. Like you said, the guy with the shellac in his hair, he's smiling all over California, giving out handouts. If you're illegal, don't worry about it. We'll have uh, 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 coverage for you, where you uh, shelter for you. You got to jump in the highways, and they said, oh, we're worried about LeBron James's home. Tell him to ask. Yeah, why did that? Wait a minute. How did that come up that I care about a basketball player's home got burned down? But that's, why don't they tell me about a firefighter's hands who got burned instead of some stupid basketball player? And how about take the immigrants and let them fight the fire? Then, like, you- Well, that was my point yesterday. Don't give them shelter. Tell them to go out on the front lines and earn their stay in America. 
See how quick they will run back to this. If I were the governor, here's what I would say. I would have said it yesterday. Attention all illegal aliens. Here is a chance for all adult males over the age of, let's say, 20 or 18, rather. If you go to the front lines of the fire and you fight the fire for a minimal amount of time, we will grant you a green card and amnesty after this. If you don't, we're coming for you. We will deport you. Tell me what's wrong with putting deadbeat citizens to work. Tell me what's wrong with it. Oh, you're being rude, you're offensive, you're hurting, they have their rights. But how about the bums you said were basking in the sun on the car while you were going to work? And said, Oh, it was awful. Yesterday, really, I got angry, the bum. And the way they sit in the park, the bum, he gets up in the morning on a piece of cardboard. He knows the grassy field over there by the Embarcadero. He's sitting on a bench. Arms are open. He's got the undershirt open. He's getting a little, a uh, few rays. And don't forget his- what, what, what kind of country is this that a bum could say? Look, many years ago, a cop would come by and smack him on the bottom of the feet with a nightclub. They didn't let them sleep on park benches in New York when I was a kid. The cops walk with a nightclub. They were usually gigantic Irishmen. And they smacked the bums on the bottom of the shoes and said, keep moving. They didn't let them lay around on benches or defecate in a bush. And that's what we have here. But you got to see what's happening to New York. The only thing different here is that we're not on fire yet. But soon that'll be coming because that de Blasio that. Oh, de Blasio, who had the NYPD chauffeur his son up to Yale back and forth and says he they did it because they wanted to. Did you see that story? Absolutely. And I was spitting all over the paper. I got the pain in the eye. And I said, I got to tear the paper up. But see, I have a lot of your way. How could a mayor get away with a thing like that? He plays to be the man of the people, but he forced the NYPD to drive his uh, spoiled brat son to Yale University. And by the way, how did his son get into Yale based on what? He got a triple A's in every subject or it's because he was a, comes from a communist father? That's the now, and what is Dante de Blasio majoring in, in Yale now that his name came up in the news? What's his major? Troublemaking 101? Political. What's he getting a bachelor's degree in, in, in causing trouble? Tell you the truth, Doctor, I don't know what New York State is becoming a hellhole itself. And there's nowhere for us to run. It's like that movie, Escape from New York. I know. Where would I go? Where do you think I'm going to go here? Come here. My mother cooks a lot. <laughs> Jimmy, I love you, man. I'm glad you're going to watch the event. I think it'll be downloaded by Thursday. I'm sorry you're not going to be able to watch it tonight, Jimmy. I love you, Doc. And you'll be a, a massive success because you are. I don't know. I'm, I'm a little, I'm edgy. I'm edgy right now. I mean, I'm not, I'm not, uh, I'm not, I'm, I'm edgy. I mean, I'm not going to lie to you. Before a live event, I get edgy. Tell me what's wrong with that. No, doctor, let me just say this to everyone listening. You I are could use a doctor. Fitness, one of the best in this radio t- uh, stations because Dr. Savage bangs them all out. He's number one. I'm listening to him since 1994 with my yeah, dad. And I'm not on in New York because of the changing morale. Now, the changing mood of New York. Now they want everything like not vanilla, but melted vanilla. They want people who sound like they haven't shaved yet on the radio. Oh, please. That's your first goggle. There, if you have someone that doesn't sound like they shaved yet, it doesn't offend the women and the millennials. No. All right. Thanks for listening. Thank God I'm still on in the 200 stations. I'm not complaining. And with streaming, the show is still heard everywhere. The thing is a good idea. We'll get out there. But let's get down to the news. Let's get down to business at hand here. Uh, on, on the sh- Someone's calling on the drudge thing, and I want to hear it. I got good questions now, thank God. Oh, Ann. Ann and Livingwood. Ann, thank you. Ann, welcome to the program. What do you have to say about Big Daddy? Well, I, I must have not fallen asleep in class or something, but the way I was taught in this country is that we don't, we're not assassins. We don't assassinate people. We bring them to military justice, uh, oh. and then we put them in front of fire. Well, I think you're still asleep. And I think I'm you're still asleep. Anne, Anne you, stop talking for one minute. Do you know what this man did, Big Daddy, to people? Did you hear any of it? I did. I heard it all. Because I've never. Did really- you know that he assassinated tens of thousands of Shia Muslims? Did you know that? Do you know that he had a rape epidemic across the Middle East? Doesn't that offend you as a woman? I did not hear that on any, any major news station at all. Oh, so therefore it's not true. You, in other words, it's not true because you didn't hear it on NPR. No, no, no. I'm not saying it's not true. I'm saying I don't understand why. He I- spent his days raping women the group had kidnapped while his men died on the front lines. He killed more Shia Muslims than any battles with Americans. He killed... Tens of thousands of 
minorities in Iraq. Did you know any of this? Not before he was ca- not before he was killed. No. What do you mean, not before he was killed? Now I'm hearing about it. I, I haven't heard about it previously. He was a serial rapist and a genocidal maniac. Do you know that he killed over 10,000 Yazidis? I know it doesn't matter to you because you're not a Yazidi. No. What- and he, he raped all the young girls he could get his hands on. That doesn't bother you? This is why I listen to you, because this, I don't get this information anyplace else. No, you're not going to get it from the regular news, because they want you to think that Trump is the bad guy, not this piece of human trash. This is the most biggest waste of DNA God has made in our lifetime, and there should be statues erected to Donald Trump for having him whacked by uh, whoever did it. I, where they say it's Delta Force, Special Forces, whoever did it. They should have chopped up his bones and dispensed them to a pig farm, not giving him a, an Islamic burial uh, at sea. What kind of crap? is this why would you have respect for a piece of trash on the level of hitler i'll be right back home of borders language culture the savage nation trump killed mass rapist and genocidal maniac trump deserves a nobel prize why is media hiding this it's on the top of michaelsavage.com for those of you who want the facts and don't want to live with your head in the sand i linked it from a very reliable source the jerusalem post which details the rapist that was killed by Trump, how many he killed, how many women he raped and killed, what he did. Raping women across the Middle East. Do you remember he burned a Jordanian pilot named Muth al-Kassaba alive? He burned them alive in a cage? You forgot that already. Why? Because Wolf Blitzer wanted you to hide it? Because Wolf Blitzer doesn't want you to know that Trump deserves a statue in his honor? This is a mass rapist on the order of things we had not seen since the Hitler years. And a genocidal maniac was killing Shia Muslims by the thousands. Shia Muslims were killed. Their temples were blown up. He blew up archaeological sites across the Middle East. This was one of the worst bastards the world had ever seen since World War II. And our brave men hunted him down. And then he blew himself up with his, with his offspring there in a, in a cave. And then they gave him a big, uh, an Islamic burial. You hear this at sea? The remains of this putz. I'm sorry. Certain things go on in this world that I do understand, but I don't, I don't accept. I'll be back in the next hour. Please be here or don't be here. The Westwood One Podcast Network. Fans of the spoken word, welcome. This is a podcast. Greetings, pod recipients. You are entering the Savage Nation. Read the book. See the movie. Warning, the Savage Nation contains adult language, adult content, psychological nudity. Listener discretion is advised. And now, the world's most exciting podcast, The Savage Nation, home of borders, language, culture, and here he is, New York Times best-selling author and National Radio Hall of Fame inductee, Michael Savage. Last night was a great night for the United States and for the world. A brutal killer, one who has caused so much hardship and death has violently been eliminated. He will never again harm another innocent man, woman, or child. He died like a dog. He died like a coward. The world is now a much safer place. God bless America. Welcome to this Savage Nation Hour number two today, a very exciting day for America and for the Savage Nation. Commander Trump uh, had Big Daddy killed. Abu Bakr al-Big Daddy wiped off the planet like the waste of DNA that he was. But he wasn't just a waste of DNA. He killed tens of thousands of people. He killed more Shia Muslims than had ever died in any warfare against any other nation. He divided the Yazidi families like Nazis had divided Jewish families in Auschwitz. They then sold the women and children into slavery and murdered the men. But you didn't hear about that from Nancy Pelosi who drapes herself in patriotism, but in fact is the enemy within. Baghdadi was busy raping women, but you didn't hear that from Carol Maloney, who's full of baloney. These are 
truly the most despicable women in American political history. To not salute the commander-in-chief who wiped out a serial rapist like this, all in the name of partisan politics. They burned Jordanian pilots to death in cages. They raped young Yazidi girls as early as eight years old, but a man, Nancy Pelosi, doesn't have time to talk about that. Nazi-like society. 50,000 men, women, and children were left behind into displaced persons camps. And now he's dead. And after he died, Big Daddy was given a burial at sea and afforded religious rights, which disgusts me, by the way. Jerusalem Post, the United States, gave the remains of Islamic State leader Abu Bakr al-Big Daddy a burial at sea and afforded him religious rights according to Islamic custom if he was killed in a U.S. commando raid in Syria on Saturday with three officials told Reuters. Baghdadi, Big Daddy, I don't want to read about him anymore. I'm glad he's gone. Now, I don't know who killed him. The Navy SEALs killed al-Qaeda founder Osama bin Laden in 2011, and I think we had a president then who got great credit for it, didn't we? Wasn't Obama the president at that time? Wasn't he given testimonials? Didn't uh, CNN almost cry? Didn't uh, Anderson Cooper have chills go up and down his legs for Obama? Didn't he need to be held up at award ceremonies when Obama was brought in? Didn't he faint like a, an 11-year-old girl whenever Obama appeared? <clears throat> for what a great hero he was. And yet... Trump kills this rapist and genocidal maniac, and the women don't even say thank you. So you say, what are, what are the people seeing in this country? Why are they so hateful and warped, the Dems? How did they get this way? I think what you have to understand is that to a woman like Pelosi, there's only one thing that matters, and that's absolute power. She is a power-mad harridan. Look up the word harridan. She is a power-mad maniac. The Democrat Party wants to be in control for power, for sure, like any other political party, but for the money. Never forget the amount of money they can rape from us, rip us off on. It's bad enough now with Republicans in charge of the Senate how much we're being raped for taxes. Wait until you see what happens if the uh, socialist liberals get control of the purse strings. But why would Pelosi, a woman who prides herself on pretending to be humanitarian, not at least say thank you, President Trump, for wiping out the scourge and tell Americans and the world what a great, a, a great victory this is. There are other topics, many other topics. The army hero, the army hero, to me, he looks like a Manchurian candidate, carefully groomed over many, many, many years by the deep state and the Democrat machine for a time like this. He looks like a deep state Manchurian candidate to me. If I were writing the novel, I would say that this Ukrainian-American soldier is a, is a Manchurian candidate. That's what he looks like to me. He's eerie-looking by on top of it all, if you look at him. Very eerie. Connecticut Pete, line nine, you're on the Savage Nation. What's on your mind? Not there. Dead in the water. I love that when you call for someone and the call screen is asleep. No, Jim, Jim are you there? Because he's not here. That's all. Seattle Rob, line five, you're on the Savage Nation. Go ahead, please. Yeah, Dr. Savage, I think that uh, the hatred by Pelosi and the whole gang of them is so great that I think if uh, President Trump had uh, notified uh, Schiff as chairman of the Intelligence Committee of the operation, I believe they, and that would have probably gone to Obama to one of them, somebody would have tipped the enemy off and put... Absolutely, 100%. Absolutely, 100%. You would have had a big daddy hiding somewhere in, in Washington, D.C., in a safe house. Not only that, they wanted a Jimmy Carter disaster. They couldn't believe all those helicopters made it back. They would have loved, they, they would have, they would have roasted Trump on a spit if there'd been a failure. Right. This is how sick they are. They're not Americans to me. They're the enemy within to me. They want a civil war. They started the civil war. I've tried to stop the civil war. They're not civil, but they're at war. And it's time for us, the Americans on the other side, to say enough is enough of this garbage. And Pelosi is the enemy within. Schiff is the enemy within. The Democrat Party is the enemy within. That is the thing that they need to hear in order to stop this. Thank you for the call. I'm not sorry to tell you how I see it. This is what I say to myself when I'm alone. I can't take much more of this, frankly. Now, tonight is a big night for me. I'm a little on edge. I don't ask you to forgive me for anything. I'm a little on edge because I'm running from here to there. 
to the event tonight at, uh, gee, God, the time is just, I've been up since dawn, I didn't sleep all night, nightmares, people breaking in the house because of the fires, and Mr. Gelhead running around like thinking it's an Academy Award presentation. How could the governor of the state of California run around thinking it's an Academy Award dinner instead of people whose homes have been burned out? You got firemen burning on the front lines, and there he is appearing like he's in L.A. at some Academy Award. Perfect shape. What, does he carry around a beautician with him? I never saw anything like this. Doesn't he understand there's an inappropriate time to smirk and look like a movie star, as handsome as he may be, the governor of the state? Can he stop already with the movie star look? Can he come down to earth and look like a grim governor who's supervising a state that's in ruin, it's on fire? They're, just, they're out of touch with reality. Most of them are just out of touch with reality. They live in a bubble, a dream machine. Not me. I worked from five in the morning today. I'm an immigrant son. I got the work ethic. Okay, I got the work ethic. I may have a tuxedo on my soul, but I grew up with a father who came here as an immigrant and pushed a push cart when he was seven years old. He worked uh, on a laundry wagon when there was still a horse on a laundry wagon in New York City. At 13, he fell off the laundry wagon. The horse broke and ran away and pulled him off the, uh, the, the laundry car, and he fell into a spike that went through his leg. Go ahead, laugh if you want. That's the way how sickos are. So I come from very hardworking people, from immigrant people, and I see the world through the eyes of those people. Now, I've been highly educated with two master's degrees and a PhD. Trust me, I have a highly educated view of the world. I'm a scientist by training. Don't try to take it away from me because I won't permit it. You can't do it to me. I have a scientist training, and I'm looking at the political world through the eyes of an objective scientist, and I'm telling you how I see it. You don't have to agree with me, but try to refute it. Try to refute the fact that here's a mass rapist and genocidal maniac, al-Baghdadi, who is killed under Trump's watch and the vermin in the media and the filth in the Democrat Party try to take that away from him, denying the world knowledge of this Hitlerite guy, denying the world knowledge of what was just done. And all the while that I'm doing this, the state is burning. The state is burning and Pelosi is nowhere to be found. The state is burning and Feinstein's probably figuring out how she can finagle a little money out of it somehow. I'm sure Feinstein's trying to get a contract or two out of someone uh, to see if she can make a little gelt off it. Pelosi, too. I mean, they're in the big business, people. I'm sure they'll make, through three, four, five front companies, they'll make fortunes off the fire, especially since uh, the, the governor's part of the whole Getty machine. Where do you think he came from? The Getty machine, what are you talking about? You know, you talk about the Tammany Hall in New York. San Francisco and California looks like Getty Hall to me. So tonight live, somewhere in a hidden location, there's about 98 people. It only seats less, but they jammed them in. SavageNationLive.com. The event is on. The event is on. And if you can't be there, and no one could be there now, you want to download the event and see the entire party. You see the crowd, and you'll see my performance. You see how well I did. You can download it for like $9.95, the price of less than a beer in a local hotel. And you judge for yourself what you think tonight. I got to get from here to there today in one piece. I had to get today this morning in traffic from a, a county where there's no lights, no electricity to San Francisco so I can do this show. And I'm doing the show from San Francisco. Beautiful city when you look down upon it from the studio down onto the streets. It's a sunny day. The air is clear today. Yesterday looked like nuclear winter. It's a nice place to walk around. And by the way, there's something interesting going on in San Francisco. The streets are cleaner. There are fewer bums in the, in the streets. There's, uh, the businessmen are sweeping in front of their stores and restaurants. Even in Chinatown, which is usually filthy, it looks like a slum in Hong Kong. Even in Chinatown, the uh, Chinese restaurants and such, vegetable markets, are stacking their used cardboard neatly. I don't understand what's going on. It looks to me like uh, the mothers and fathers who run this city have either put out new laws or something's going on. I even see street sweepers now. Something's weird going on. The city's looking cleaner. Maybe someone could tell me what's happening. I don't see as many filthy, de degenerate bums running around. They are here and there, but not that many. And uh, the streets are cleaner. There must be a new ordinance that I don't know about. Businesses are sweeping, cleaning, washing. Maybe they put out some laws finally. I hope so. It's a beautiful city. And I love this city. I came here and I became 
Very, very much at home. I don't like it anywhere else on earth, but here's where I like being. 855-407-282 is the phone number. Any topic is fair game. Jane in the South Bay, line one. You're on the Savage Nation. What's your topic? Hello? Go ahead, Jane. You're on the radio. Go ahead. Thank you so much for coming on today. Even though you have an event tonight, knock them dead. I'm sure you'll have fun. I want to comment on two things. One, uh, regarding speaking a foreign language at home, uh, we were raised to speak our language at home unless Americans were present, and it worked out really well for me. Um, I agree 100%. My grandmother never spoke a word of English, but that was the anomaly. That's not what goes on today. Right. In America's five largest cities, 67, 3 million people speak foreign language at home. How many of them even speak English is the question. Well, that's what I was just going to say. But what gets oh. me when they impose it on me in an American place of business, they would I see. have. Right. No, I hear what you're saying. Right. I went to pay in a PG&E bill in person. Uh, I have been uh, for some reason in the last year or so. And it started with them f- hanging their flag next to our flag instead of their flag under our flag. When I commented, well, they never were very courteous to me again. And then, the, what do you mean that PG and E saying your PG and E bill? You're saying at the PG and E office now they have a Mexican flag I, next to the American flag. Like, Is it PG and E where? You, where do you pay the bill? At a at a Mexican store that has this uh, computer thing where you can pay your PG and B uh, bill. Yeah, but it's a Mexican store. What do you expect? Right, exactly. And then. Uh, so for the longest time, there was nothing, nothing. I would just pay my bill, no hello, no goodbye, nothing. And um, I just took it, you know, nicely and paid my bill, went on. Anyway, finally, finally, this uh, employee who doesn't speak English. Uh, okay, I'm running short of time. I don't mean to be rude and cut you off. Honest to God, I am so late in this segment. I hear what you're saying, which is not so bad that people speak a foreign language at home, although the percentage is higher than it's ever been in American history, but they should speak English in public is what you are saying, especially in a place of business. Does that summarize what you are saying? Yes, sir. Gracias. The Savage Nation. It's savage on demand. This makes me uncomfortable. The same feeling I had when I was walking around D.C. after the killing of Bin Laden. I mean, there's there's an upper level on this. You do not celebrate death. I don't care if it's a terrorist. I don't care if it's someone you hate. A human being has died. We don't celebrate that. The other thing in terms of language, you don't taunt an Shut adversary. Shut the hell you know, up. He's not a human Sunday, being. Football, you tell the, uh, you, you tell the guys you in the locker room, don't butts? give Listen to this, moron. Put on the bulletin board. You don't use that language, which will echo Are around the Middle East to about this? things like dogs and whimpering, because there are still a lot of people who follow this movement who are going to say, you talk about us like that, we're coming at you. I, I, I you talk about that, that guy? That I, I find it, it's embarrassing. This is a putz named Philip Mudd, who's on CNN, attacking the president by celebrating the death of this mass rapist and genocidal maniac, Big Daddy. He's saying a human being has died, and he compares it to a football game. And he says, you're going to rile up the Middle East. They're coming at you. I read this guy, Philip Mudd, is a former CIA agent. I rest my case. That's what the CIA has become over these years. Apparently, Obama purged the CIA of patriots and replaced the CIA with patsies like this. No, you do celebrate the death of a vermin like this, Mr. Mudd. You celebrate it to send a signal to the rest of the world that if you rape and you kill like this, we're coming for you. If you're a genocidal maniac, we'll hunt you down around the world and we have the best and bravest men on earth to do it. We have the best technology. We'll find you in any cave you're hiding in and we do will blow you up with your wives and your children if you hide behind their skirts again after raping nine-year-old girls. That's what you do if you have a military and use it unlike what you're used to. When your boss, Obama, who hired you in the CIA, uh, ran the United States of America into the ground. At least that's one man's opinion. That's all. What can I say? I have a certain way of looking at the world, and that's the way I look at it. Again, I'm on, uh, I'm on high alert today because my big event is tonight. Kickoff is 6 p.m. For those of you who are going to be there, I won't be there at 6, but I'll be there. Special guest star. Great dinner, great drink, but mainly these people are all going to meet fellow. I don't know how many of them are going to be politically akin, by the way. Don't count on everyone being there a friend. You may not be amongst friendlies, by the way. I don't know who's coming. It'll be mainly friendlies, but, you know, life as a conservative in San Francisco could also attract the other kind there. We don't know who's going to be there. 
You're all welcome. If you bought a ticket, you'll be treated with dignity and respect because we are on the other side and we treat the people we disagree with with respect, unlike Pelosi's kind. The Savage Nation. It's savage, uncut, unfiltered, and raw. Welcome back to the Savage Nation. So Trump deserves not only a medal, but he also deserves a statue in his name. He not he had the special forces in the form of the Green Berets track down and kill a genocidal maniac and a rapist who was one of the biggest recruiters for jihadists around the world. And he spent his days raping women. The group had kidnapped while his men were dying on the front lines. He was the worst kind. And the media won't give Trump any credit for it. Joining us right now is a great guy, Congressman Jim Banks. He's on the Armed Services Committee from uh, Indiana. He served in the military. And he's got a lot to say about this subject. Congressman Jim Banks, welcome to the Savage Nation. Thanks for being with us. Hey, Michael. It's great to be with you. Thanks, Jim. Now, you're a military veteran, and uh, you make the case that the killing of Islamic State leader... Abu Bakr al-Baghdadi is in some ways more significant than the killing of Osama bin Laden. How is that? Why do you say that? Well, look, I, I don't take lightly the killing of Osama bin Laden. I mean, I, I served in Afghanistan. Um, what Osama bin Laden uh, did to this nation on 9-11 uh, deserved everything that we gave tracking him down and killing him. That, that was significant. But what, mm -hmm. what I mean by this, Michael, is that we killed... Osama bin Laden out of retribution, and, and rightly so. But at the mm -hmm. point that we killed Osama bin Laden, he wasn't uh, relevant. He, wasn't this, he, he was relevant, but he wasn't as relevant to al-Qaeda as mm. Baghdadi was to ISIS. Now, Baghdadi mm. was not just the spiritual head of, of uh, ISIS. He declared himself as the caliph. But he was also, more significantly so, he was the chief recruiter for ISIS. So at the point that we killed him, he was still, sort of think of him as a field general, he was still out there recruiting new ISIS fighters. Uh, he was recruiting kids to come and fight uh, for mm. ISIS, because many of them thought he was immortal. They thought he was the, he's the caliph. He inspired them to come and, and join them. So what President Trump did, and what the media does not want to talk about, what you're not going to hear mm. anywhere in the mainstream media, is the mm. significance of killing Baghdadi as the cutting off the snake of ISIS, the chief recruiter, and mm. being their their, one, of the, one of their major uh, sources of inspiration moving forward. It's a very significant moment they, that, sadly, you haven't heard hardly anything in the, in the last three days about the significance of. He was a serial rapist. He killed tens of thousands of people. He killed more Shia, I understand, than in all battles with the United States. And yet the, the I call them names. I can't help myself. It's how I grew up. I call the opposition names. I, I have such contempt for the Adam Schiff's and the Pelosi's who are hiding what was done here. This is a great victory for freedom. It's a great victory for women. It's a great victory for West. And it's a great victory for Shia Muslims who suffered so badly under this guy. And yet they're sweeping it under the rug because they don't want to give Trump uh, a modicum of uh, credit for this. Uh, not, not just that, Michael, but you, you, you heard the media reports after the, the killing um, uh, about pre the president's description of their raid. This is really important. Uh, the, the reason that President Trump described the gory details of the raid is to show mm. just how much of a coward uh, this individual mm. was. That, that Baghdadi mm. was mortal, that we did go hunt him down. And, and, mm. and the reason that the president described that is because he was still recruiting new, many new ISIS fighters into the fold, and it sent a, it sent a message. That, that, that's, why that, that's why that description was important, and the president's even even flirted with the idea of releasing video coverage of the raid. I say bring it I on. I wish he would. I'd I would love that to be circulated throughout the world so these young jihadists from around the world will come to understand that they, too, will be tracked down if they engage in this kind of insanity. Uh, uh, By the way, Mr. Congressman, I want to know, do we know which division of the military conducted this raid? Was it Green Berets? Who was it? Well, I, I serve on the Armed Services Committee, and we're often we're often briefed uh, in classified settings. I have, to be, I have to be careful about what I say. I mean, I think the president has has released more and more of the details. And Michael, I just I just walked out of the White House where I met with the president along with a group of members of the Republican 
study committee, and I, I can see already that the president is, because there's been so little attention paid to the significance of this moment in our fight against ISIS, I can tell that the president is getting eager to release more details. So I imagine that that will happen in the days to come. Okay, because we were hearing it was uh, one group, then we hear it was another, and I, I know you can only say so much. I see the significance of this because I read a very detailed article in the Jerusalem Post about Abu Bakr, uh, Big Daddy. The man was a serial rapist, which is what women, women in America need to know what he did to women. Have they forgotten the American woman who was captured by ISIS and what, what they did to her? The media won't report any of these facts, and, and that's, the, that's the incredible um, uh, aspect of, uh, of, of this uh, really important moment uh, on President Trump's watch. I mean, what we have to re- realize, too, is that um, just like when we killed Osama bin Laden, there were several contingency plans lay out, laid out in front of the president. And, and this president, he cares so much about our men and women in uniform, he doesn't want to send them into harm's way unnecessarily. So the, the president was really courageous in the in, in, uh, in choosing uh, this particular moment to, to kill Baghdadi, the, the, the particular plan, it was well executed. In fact, just, to, just in the White House moments ago, we were talking about the the, the dog and, and, you know, the story about mm. the dog and the, the courage, yeah. and even the dog that was involved in the raid. But this is, this was a well-executed raid um, with, with many layers. Of course, the men and women in uniform deserve a lot of credit, but so does our commander-in-chief. Okay, Congressman Jim Banks, military veteran, just came from the White House briefing on this. Can't say much more, but I want to read one paragraph for the world to hear uh, on the show today. All the while, Baghdadi was busy raping women. This was not incidental to his caliphate. It was the main driving force behind it. ISIS was an empire of rape. It sold itself abroad as a brand promising young men from Central Asia to the Caribbean a chance to come to Syria and Iraq and rape and harm local people. It promised slaves and booty. Baghdadi raped Yazidi girls and his forces acquired the kidnapped American Kyla Mueller. Why is it that Nancy Pelosi won't give Trump even credit for this when this is one of the greatest victories of our modern times in terms of a military victory? I, I certainly see it as that. It's, the, it's Nancy Pelosi. It's the, uh, it's the Washington Post. It's the mainstream media. They, they don't want to give this, credit, this president any credit where credit is due. But, Michael, I talked to, I talked to Hoosiers back in, in my district, and they, mm. they know it for what it is. This is a significant moment of this president uh, continuing to keep his commitment that he made on the campaign trail to defeat ISIS. And this is a significant moment where we, we killed the leader and the biggest inspirational force behind ISIS. I imagine... Right. He wasn't just an ordinary Muslim fighting a holy war. He was the worst of the worst. He was a serial rapist, and he ran an empire of rape. The article is astounding. It's in the Jerusalem Post, and I put it on michaelsavage.com for all the world to, to try and read this. Congressman, before you, you leave us, um, you're a Hoosier... Tell us what's going on in terms of the Democrats. They're trying to, okay, Trump said, we dare you to call for an impeachment vote, meaning that we're going to go ahead with this, this charade. And Pelosi took the bait, and on Thursday they're going to hold a hearing. It's not an actual vote on whether to impeach or not. What actually is it? It's a charade. I mean, this is a, this is a make-it-up-as-you-go process. And, and what I hear from uh, my my constituents at home, my friends, my family members, they see through it. This is inspiring them more than ever to stand with this president. I know this president doesn't want to go through this. He, he would prefer not to go through the impeachment mm. uh, uh, baloney process that we're going through currently. But this this uh, rough road that we're going to go through, Michael, I believe mm. is going to cement his reelection. It's going to win back the mm. House majority. We're going to come back stronger than ever to, to deliver on this president's agenda in his second term. Well, that's what I wanted to ask you, Congressman. There are many um, Democrat congresspeople who came from districts that voted for for President Trump, who are somewhat conservative, who may not be very happy with Pelosi's crucifixion of Trump. What do you think in terms of internal polling? You think this could backfire on them? I I have no doubt about it. I mean, the the, the polling speaks for itself, and the the impeachment uh, uh, process, the the this uh, ordeal that we're going through is not popular in the swing districts that are going to determine the majority. Mm-hmm. I mean, I have, I have colleagues who I uh, was just with a, a colleague from the state of Ohio uh, meeting with the president. The president asked how he was doing in Ohio. 
and my colleagues said you're more you're more popular today than when you won Ohio in 2016. It's because the American people are fed up with what they're seeing coming out of this from this Democrat majority led by Nancy Pelosi as they as mm. they march over the cliff. But Michael, I, I I talk to Democrat colleagues in private, some of them that are more moderate, that come from swing districts. They know that they know they've gone uh, uh, too far. They've gone over the cliff, but there's no going back now. And that that's uh, that's what I mean by saying the president ultimately and the country is ultimately going to benefit. As ugly as this looks today, mm. it's going to reelect this president, and we're going to have a great opportunity to deliver in the second term on an agenda that that the American people have expected us to. For- I think most middle Americans have seen through the charade. They've had enough of it. And I believe we could see the equivalent of the 1960s when the left also got out of control, thought that they had power, and overplayed their hand, and it led, frankly, to a Republican victory like they had not seen in 50 years. I, I, I so. fully agree. We see it in the polling. Uh, the, the president's numbers are on the rise in the, in the, in the states that matter most. And I'm, I'm involved in some of these efforts to win back some of the seats in contested mm. uh, districts to win back the majority. And Michael, that's, mm. that's what we're seeing more and more of every day. I'm, I'm hopeful and optimistic, as optimistic as I've ever been. And, and, and that's why back to the Baghdadi uh, uh, killing, yep. I mean, this is a significant moment that while the, mm-hmm. the, the, left, the left coast and the east coast, uh, the west coast, while they don't want to talk about it, middle America sees it for what it is. It's a big victory for this president and a, and a well-deserved that's going to play out on, on a electorally on Election Day for him, too. I think the President Trump deserves a statue in his honor, if not a Nobel Prize, for wiping out this scourge against humanity. To me, he was the incarnation of Hitler. When you conduct a jihad like this and rape tens of thousands of young girls and you, you evade and you elude and you can't be touched and you're, you, you're seen as some kind of mythical figure and you're recruiting young psychotics from around the world because he's saying, join us in our jihad. Uh, you're going to get girls, you're going to rape them, you're going to get slaves. And, and now Trump, under his watch, he's tracked them down and killed them. This is amazing to me, and I think the story needs to be told uh, more thoroughly. And I'm doing the best I can, Congressman Jim Banks, and I certainly appreciate what you're doing in Congress and uh, what you're doing not only in Indiana, but for America. And as a military veteran, we all salute you for being with us on the Savage Nation. Thank you very much. Really an honor to be with you. Thank you very much. Thank you, sir. So that's Congressman Jim Banks. If only we had a congressman like that here instead of Congresswoman Nancy Pelosi. What a different state it would be. Can you imagine? Can you imagine if the state of California had one congressperson, man or woman, a military veteran who spoke with patriotism and respect for the office of the presidency, maybe disagreeing with him on some things as I do? Can you imagine what it would be like to live in your district? Or I'll tell you what it would be like for me. I have no representation. Pelosi and the Democrat machine. This machine is so corrupt that it's wiped out the opposition party and celebrates it. Celebrates the emergence of a dictatorship. A dictatorship has emerged and you celebrate that? I thought we used to have a two-party system in America. You know, as I've said before and I'll say today and I'll say tonight, at uh, SavageNationLive.com. I'll say it again. A bird needs two wings to fly, a left wing and a right wing. When you cut the right wing off a bird, the bird falls to the ground, Nancy. Be very, very careful because you may regret your success. Back in a minute. Home of borders, language, culture, the Savage Nation. Well, on this very exciting day and night for me, and I got to tell you, I feel like a schoolgirl about to go to a prom because I'm live tonight and uh, my head is somewhere else. But I feel I've done a very useful show for you today, especially telling you that the ISIS leader that Trump had whacked was a rapist and genocidal maniac. And Trump should get credit for it, Nancy. You're a disgrace to the Democrat Party and a disgrace to America for hiding the fact that this ISIS leader was a genocidal uh, maniac and a rapist. Okay, it's that simple. And now on to the callers of the Savage Nation. If I can mute my phone, I don't know what idiot would call me during a show. I don't know who I know who doesn't know that I'm on the radio right now. Jimmy in San Francisco, line three, you're on the Savage Nation. Go ahead, please. Dr. Savage, good to talk to you again. I talked to you at the uh, SF Christmas dinner uh, in December. Uh, my buddies are going to be there tonight, Chapter 23, guys. I'm not going to say their names, but I just want to tell Wait, you wait, wait. Let's back up. I was, I, wait, you're with the Special Forces Group that I had the honor of meeting over the Christmas party last December? Yes, yeah, so we stood at the bar together. We talked. I had the, I had the square head. 
don't know if you remember. <laughs> <laughs> I do remember you, Jimmy. I do remember you, Jimmy. Are you going to be with us tonight at, at the uh, at the dinner? I, I was going to. I, I'm sorry that I can't attend. I, I, I know um, uh, Jim sent me a message, I, but I couldn't. I was going to. My grandmother had a stroke, and, uh, oh. and I'm up in the North Bay dealing with family going in different places from the fires. But I wanted to thank you for the invitation and, uh, you know, just tell you a little bit about uh, uh, tonight. If you want to find out information, find those guys. They'll tell you what, what you needed to know at the congressman. Oh, 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 I'm getting the inside story maybe if I get them on the side and throw a drink at them, huh? They're good guys. No, not even with a drink. Are, are your guys allowed to drink off duty? Absolutely. I'm, I'm not going to say I'm drinking now, but I'm going to see if you can. <laughs> I hope you get some way to burn off some of the tension after you come back from some of these missions. Jimmy, yeah, we have a table of about 10 of your buddies, fellows in arms, and they're all going to be at one table sitting right in front of the podium tonight. And I'm very much looking forward to looking at them as I speak tonight. Jimmy, you yourself are a Green Beret. What what unit are you in? Can I say that as much? 19th Group. I was I, I was born and raised in the Ranger Regiment, 375, Unfortunately, with the fires, Jimmy, you're breaking up, but we got the gist of it, which your buddies will be at my dinner tonight. God bless you for your service and everyone else listening to this program across America. I know that I have a very, very loyal, a very loyal following amongst the best men in the United States of America. And I got to tell you, some mornings I don't have it in me to get up, and I get up for you because I know what will happen if I'm no longer here. So with God's will and your listenership, I will see those of you who are lucky enough to be there tonight. The rest of you can get a video at SavageNationLive.com. The event is on. Despite the blackouts, we're good in San Francisco. And uh, God willing, I'll be back tomorrow on the microphone. I just don't stop. God gave me two EverReady batteries down in the center of the chest. So far, both of them are running at high voltage. The Westwood One Podcast Network.